Hey guys, welcome to Recruit Less with Brendan Cahill, where I'm going to talk to you about some counterintuitive ideas on how to successfully navigate a confusing college football recruiting process. Real quick before we get started for today's show, just want to say if you want to connect, the best way to do that is on Twitter or X uh, at Brendan Cahill with an underscore at the end. You should be in DM. You can check out a couple links I have on the profile there, and I'll be glad to connect and help you out. So for today's show, I want to talk about what exactly you should be doing in the month of October as a 2024 recruit and maybe a 2025 recruit as well. So if you are a 2024 recruit listening to this, you probably don't have a lot going for you um, in terms of offers yet. And that's totally fine because most kids are not going to get a college offer to be on a team um, during their summer going into their uh, senior year. That's usually the top 10%, 5 to 10% of guys. Um, unfortunately, those top 5 to 10% of guys suck up 90 to 95% of the Twitter recruiting world. And so, of course, you're going to feel like you've got nothing going on. When in reality, you're, you're probably right on track. Um, if you're not in that first wave of guys in the summertime who received an offer to go somewhere, Right around now is probably when most college teams are looking to tie up loose ends. If they've been holding off on finding a player for your position, um, that's probably because they wanted to see what they had on their roster first for a couple games. And now as we approach the mid-season point, those guys are starting to scratch their heads and go, yeah, we, we might need to bring in somebody for this position. Let's call Johnny back up. And so first of all, that's totally fine and normal. Um the I'm just going to take you through a couple key things I think you should be hitting on for the month of October. The first one is make sure you have your mid-season highlight tapes ready to go. It's a good habit to get into that after every game you have, you cut up your highlights and have them ready to go if a coach asks for them. Now, if you had a bad week, I don't think if you miss one week of sending out your tape, a coach is going to get upset. Um so I would compile all of your midseason highlights into one single file you can have on Huddle, and then I would screen record that Huddle video onto your iPhone so that there's no chance of a coach getting hung up on loading time for your video. The average attention span is two seconds, last I checked, and college coaches' attention is even less than that. So make sure you have a screenshot video of your highlight tape on Huddle ready to go and to send off to coaches. So that's the first thing. Have your midseason tape ready to go. The second thing would be to make a T-chart um, of with three, with three columns going left to right. On the left column, you have cold schools. These are schools that you've had no contact with or you feel like you've gotten ghosted by, which is totally normal. The middle column is going to be warm schools. These are schools that are talking to you, but usually it's indirectly through Twitter or email, and it's very sporadic. Like you might send a coach a message on Tuesday the 1st and not get a reply until the 23rd of the month at 1 in the morning, and then you won't get another reply for another two months. This is the uh, do they like me or like like me column. And usually if you find a school in that column, at least at first, you're not their primary target you were probably a backup plan or you're somebody they are trying to tee up just in case their first choice falls through. So that's your cold column, your warm column, and then you have your hot column all the way on the right. 
your hot column. These are, these are schools that you have been talking to consistently. They're talking to you consistently. And more or less, they are doing the ones recruiting you versus you needing to be the one to recruit them. The warm schools, the cold schools, you are typically doing 90% of the legwork and you feel like you're pulling teeth when you're trying to get in touch with these coaches. Okay. When the, when the coaches are coming to you, when the communication is equal, if not more so them reaching out than you reaching out, that is when you know you are the guy that they want for sure. I would make that T chart and then take a third, take a couple seconds to zoom out and look at it and ask yourself, how can I move schools from the left to the right of this column? I think if you find yourself in a cold school or, you know, if you've one of the cold schools, I would, the message you could send out to these guys is, hey coach, I know you're busy, just bumping the previous message to the top of your inbox, look forward to hearing from you soon. There's not a lot you can work with there because they haven't really talked to you. The middle schools, I'm sorry, the warm school column, the phrase or the, the script you could use for these guys is, hey coach, I know we've been chatting sporadically here and there um, on some recruiting things. I understand recruiting is a long process with a lot of twists and turns. Is there any chance you might be willing to get on a phone call or to have my folks and I out of the game at some point this season? You're asking for, basically you're asking to take the communication offline and make it live on the phone or in a visit. If they're not willing to get on the phone with you, they're probably not willing to give you an offer. Um, and then for your hot schools, these are schools that are really talking to you. These schools you can be a little bit more forward with and say, hey, you know, your school is definitely a serious option for us. Can we, you know, within reason, try to find out what your timeline might be for when we will know if you have a spot for us on your team or not? And, and I think that that's totally fine. Um, that's a totally fine question to ask these coaches. Um, again, I think it's more about how you do it than, than what you do necessarily. Um, but these are, those are all different things you can do to try to move the conversations forward and more to the right of the screen. And then the third thing, so just to recap, have your midseason highlights ready to rock and roll. Have a good idea. And the second thing is have a good idea of which schools are really after you versus which ones are not, which is that three way T chart of cold schools, warm schools, and hot schools going from left to right. And then the third thing is you got to hit the pavement and reach back out to these guys and send those messages off. And even if you know you don't get a response from them, that's fine. Then, you know, no reply is still a reply. Um, and if you're still really getting no reply from these guys, well, you might need to go down a division level or two to really start to see some interest pick back up. If you're a legitimate Division three football player and you have a couple D3 schools interested in you, it's no problem to get a D2 interested in you. If you have a couple Division two schools interested in you, it's not a big problem to get an FCS school or two interested in you. If you have a lot of FCS interest in yourself, then you know so on and so forth. It wouldn't be that hard to at least get an FBS school to talk to you. Um, so you might need to recalibrate some of your expectations um, if you find you're at this point and you have, you know, and you don't have the interest you exactly wanted. Unfortunately, a lot of recruiting is more art than science. And yes, while good play is still good play, timing, chance, and luck still play a very, very large role in recruiting. And you can do everything right, have all the numbers you need, and still not go to the school you think you're going to go to. Um, 
And so I would circle back to all these schools. I would follow back up with them. Uh, and then I also wouldn't be shy about asking the question, hey, we, you know, might you be open to hosting my parents and I out at a game day visit before the season ends? Teams have hundreds of tickets set aside for the whole year, specifically for this purpose. And you have to understand you're not making, you're not being annoying when you do this to coaches. Um, if you're really annoying, they, they won't, they probably won't get back to you uh, anyway. So you, at least you won't have to deal with that. But um, you're making their lives easier. If you really think you're a talented player, you're, you're actually helping them. Um, you're saving them time by, by communicating that to them. And so for the month of October, I think if you're doing all of these things, you, you know, slowly stacking them on top of each other, you are tilting the floor in your favor for something good to happen, or you're making it more likely for something good to happen. It should also go without saying, you know, as a little PS or, or addendum here that you need to be killing it in your grades. Uh, college coaches, I mean, uh, unless it's, you know, but even state schools, you know, even state schools, if you're looking at a state school as an out-of-state kid, you often face higher GPA requirements than an in-state kid would need to face. Um, and schools are still going to be very interested in what your GPA looks like. Um, so really make sure you're firing on all cylinders with your grades. If you are a 2025 now, um, it's kind of the start of your recruiting in earnest. At least that's how I would see it in, in more my world and the, the kicking world. Um, teams can communicate openly with you after September 1st of your junior year. Uh, most teams, I would say most teams are still trying to wrap up their 2024 recruiting of players, especially the FCS, Division Two, and Division Three schools. Um, even some of the FBS schools are still trying to wrap that up. Things have changed a little bit with the transfer portal. You never know when a talented guy is going to go in there. Um, but for your, you know, if you're a junior right now listening, um, I think it's totally fine for you to ask that same question of coaches that might connect with you through Twitter or X or whatever and say, hey, you know, coach, really appreciate you following. We would love to have the opportunity to play at your school. Uh, might you be open to having us out to a game day visit or or connecting over the phone at some point this week. I can talk after 7 p.m. I always like to just give a specific number for a time. It doesn't have to, you know, say it could be seven, could be six, but but give a specific number. Um, the more specific the request, usually the more specific the answer can be. Um, and I think it's important to preface those conversations with coaches you're having as, hey, feel feel totally free to say no, and I understand that it's a very busy schedule, but if it's at all possible, we'd love to make a game. You know, We'd love to come out and see a game and connect with you. Um, cause I think you're, you're taking some of the pressure off. You're giving them an out by saying, feel free to say no. Um, and when people feel like they have an out, usually they're more comfortable with saying yes to you in a weird way. Um, so for your 2025 guys, you know, listen, the game day stuff is cool. Ideally, would it be great to have a game day visit or two under your belt? Um, as a high school junior, yeah, sure. You take a cool picture at a cool school with a cool logo. You put it on your Twitter, boom. You know, now you've got some recruiting juice. Um, if you don't get out to a game day visit this fall, it's really not the end of the world. The thing you really want to set yourself up for uh, after this season is junior day season, which will be when teams run these open houses for juniors. Um, usually February, March, April is when a lot of them are. Um and that's really when teams will start to figure out, okay, who exactly do we want on our recruiting board for these different positions? Um, and the junior days will get your name on the board at a lot of schools. And then the summer camp performance at those same schools will determine the order 
of those names on the recruiting board and ultimately determine more or less, you know, which kids that schools like the most going into next season. So as of 2025, to recap, make sure, you know, all this recruiting stuff, the visits and all that stuff, it doesn't matter if your game tape's not good. And it really doesn't matter if your grades aren't good. The best thing you can always do, you know, whether you're a 2025 or a 2024, is to have the best game tape possible and to have the best grades possible. I think all the recruiting hubbub on Twitter and visits and all that fun stuff, yeah, it's cool. But all that stuff is secondary to really making sure you're putting a quality product out in the field as a player for your current team and also in the classroom with your transcript. Okay, so that's a quick recap on what I think you should be doing the this month in October as a 2024 and a 2025 to keep moving the needle forward on your recruiting. And you could do this in as much as 10 to 20 focused minutes, you know, once a week. Um, I think a lot of recruiting time is really wasted just doom scrolling on Twitter Um it would probably take, if you really timed yourself, it would probably only take you about 10 to 20 minutes to do this per week. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Cahill underscore. Feel free to reach out to me there and connect. And if you like this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating. It really helps us in the Apple algorithm rankings. Thanks.